Okay, so um, this morning um, we are of course having a pastor's appreciation as the last Sunday of the year and uh, in which we are appreciating uh, our pastor, we are appreciating me who is your pastor in this particular case. Now, um, this is a very uncomfortable um, teaching to bring out. And in Bible school, we looked at all the difficult sermons in homiletics to look at. One of them is an ethical discourse when you talk about things like abortion and etc. Uh, because these are things that probably some of the members have done. And if you don't address it from a place of the love of God, you may offend people. Okay? So, but moving forward, we've, we also looked at another difficult subject, which was the issue to do with... Um, Maybe even in the lines of appreciation or resource or money, and you are the pastor that has to address it. And it's easy for me to say, um, let's appreciate Tao. She has been a powerful worship leader. It's easy for me to say that, but it's difficult for Tao to come to the front and say, let us appreciate me for the work. <laughs> You get what I'm saying, eh? So in most contexts, Pastor's Appreciation Sunday is a Sunday in which usually the pastor will invite someone else to come and preach on his behalf to encourage his congregation to appreciate him. You get what I'm saying? So I could have called Pastor Dick said, boy, which he pastor's appreciation, therefore this much to appreciate him. So they all work. You don't know how much this man fasts. <laughs> Just so that Christ is fully formed in your heart. So I was praying over it and thinking about it. And this is the first pastor's appreciation we are having. So I kind of felt like the Lord was just inspiring me to say, if it's biblical and these principles are within the scriptures, you should never be afraid to directly address them. Do I, does that mean I will never call anyone to preach with regards to pastor's appreciation? No, I may call some people. But especially for the first one, I will tell you that you are supposed to appreciate me, your pastor. <laughs> Amen. If you are visiting here, welcome to our family talk. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so when the church was starting, I was listening to all sorts of sermons um, on starting churches or churches that um, have just started, what are they talking about, what is the first sermon someone preached, so because I love Jesus Culture, I kind of went back to their podcast and I found uh, Pastor Banning Lipsha was teaching on a church series he had titled The Church I See, um, and it was basically a creative way he uses to communicate vision to the church, so you'd say the church I see is a loving church, the church I see is a dancing church, the church I see is a worshipping church, the church I see, and I said, oh, I like this idea, so I'll implement it. So I got the sermon title only, and uh, I came and I started floating in the vision of the church that I wanted to see. So we talked about the church I see is the church that walks in breakthrough. That is why you constantly see that at Kingdom Come Church, one of the things we embrace is the presence of God. I have sore, in my personal you know, ministrations, I have by all means tried to make sure in that regard you are properly fed, if that's uh, a term I could use. 
for lack of better words. Okay, there is no such thing as we are waiting for a special conference for us to experience the presence of God. So we did the church I see is the church that walks in breakthrough, where breakthrough is a common occurrence within the church. Then we moved on and we did something like the church I see embraces the culture of family. We've gone to the church I see praise, the church I see, um, sorry? The church I see is generous. The church I see strengthens its nets or strengthening the nets of the church. Okay, so this morning I am going to teach on something that I have titled The Church I See Appreciates Their Pastor. Amen. Amen. You are a suspect if you didn't say woo. (laughs) Anyway, the church I see appreciates their pastor. The church I see appreciates their pastor. So, I'm going to make it a very straightforward sermon. I'm just going to give you the why and the how. The why we should appreciate the pastor and the how in how we should appreciate our pastor. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So, why should you appreciate your pastor? Why should you appreciate your pastor? Number one, pastors are God's ordained priests over our lives. Pastors are God's ordained priests over our lives. Pastors are God's ordained priests. So, when God was placing you in Kingdom Come Church, he had to find a man, a pastor, Someone that could watch over you, take care of the sheep, feed them with the word of God. So these are ordained priests over your lives that God has placed in your life. That's number one. Number two, why we should appreciate our pastors. It shows we respect God's provision systems for his priests. We appreciate our pastors because it shows God's ordained, predetermined system of provision for his priests. So we'll read a scripture later on, uh, and Diana read it, uh, which was 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, talking about those that serve at the altar should also be paid from the altar, and etc., etc., you know, the, 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 the Zambian term for it, even though it's been used in more of a corrupt sense, is But usually when you hear that in Zambia, it's talking about corruption. But it's scriptural and it's been twisted by the locals as they use it. So if you appreciate your pastor, you pay your pastor as a church. One of the first teachings I ever hear my executive is, I have to be paid. <laughs> yeah, I told them that. I said, I have to be paid. Because the problem with many pastors, I've dealt with many pastor friends who come with this challenge, and the challenge usually is that um, they start with what I'd refer to as a false humility. As, ah, you know, no, we're serving the Lord. You don't need to pay me. Then now, when the church stabilizes and the money reaches a place where the church is having a lot of resource, then the pastor comes up and says, you now have to start paying me. And then everyone 
almost erupts and says, that's when he wants to say now start paying me. So I told them, what is their coins? Ask them how much the, the first salary they Ask them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So it's God's ordained system. Okay? Because the pastor is serving within the local church. He should be paid from the local church. A worker at Zanako gets paid from where? Zanako. A worker at the Bank of Zambia gets paid from where? A doctor at UTH gets paid by who? UTH. UTH. A pastor at Kingdom Come Church gets paid where? At Church. You are smart. <laughs> so, when... Now, the thing is that because the church is the structure of the institution that is paying their pastor, and the resource within the church... This is information people will never tell you, but I'm telling you. The resource within the church is raised corporately. Okay? Through different models of giving. So tithings, offerings, first fruits, uh, sacrificial giving, etc., etc. And from those resources, part of it is used to honor the pastor, to appreciate the pastor, or to pay the pastor. Praise the name of the Lord. So, now, because that's the system that has been set in motion. When there is something like pastor's appreciation called for and you respond towards that, stop talking, you are distracting me. If there is pastor's appreciation, that's John and Risky. If there's pastor's appreciation that has been set in motion and you abide to that and you respond to that, it shows that you are respecting God's ordained system to provide for his priests. There was a time, again, you know, under what you would say, false humility, or I don't know, maybe just not proper understanding. I would preach in every conference, I would preach in meetings, and every time they wanted to give me an honorarium, I would say, no, 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 it's a ministry. <laughs> now, of course, I'm trying to differentiate. We're not talking about charging for the ministry. That's a whole different context altogether. If you're having battles with that already, you're in a different grid. I'm talking about the scriptural right way in which things should be done. So I would go to a service and people would want to give me an honorarium. I said, no, 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 you don't need to give me an honorarium. It's okay. Then some months went by. I remember I was at the Copper Belt University. Then I went into credit because I had to borrow every time to travel because I couldn't keep up. The itinerant ministry was so heavy. I was almost out of town every weekend. So every time you have to spend it, so I went broke at some point that even when I'm done with ministry, you have to choose which route to use to go to school. Because you see, like the way the Copper Bell University is, if you're coming from the main road and, you know, literally everyone is seeing you. So so I, 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 I got into a place where I started to think to myself, Lord, how is it that Napiaso, I am a giver, I am a tither, I am faithful, I pray, I fast. There are certain assignments I don't even write because I am preparing for a meeting. How have you forgotten me? And God responded, I have not forgotten you. You have just decided to neglect my ordained system to provide for you. 
So if you can't respect my ordained system to provide for you, then find your own way to provide for yourself. So Lord, that's... <laughs> so that is why, as a pastor, as a leader, if you're here, you should never feel bad when people want to appreciate you. Because it is God's ordained system. When you are praying, don't think you are lazy, especially if you are a pastor, you are working. When you are counseling someone, you are working. Pastors are the only people expected to attend to you the entire time and yet also be expected to have a stream of income. If he's with you from morning up until this time, what time is he going to work? One lady in our Bible school class once came and said, um, our pastor is not on fire for God. He doesn't have a fire. And so I've shared this many times. And sometimes he's never in church. So I asked her an unrelated question. I said, do you pay your pastor? She said, what does the fire of God have to do with paying the pastor? I said, answer the question. I said, no, we don't pay him. So I said, that's the reason he's not on fire. So what do you mean? Me, all I'm saying is that he's not on fire because the pastor is never there in church. I said, yes, because you don't pay. So he has to go to Nakonde to order clothes. And sometimes, so you can't travel. Or you can preach. And things are messed up. Or sometimes the pastor reaches that very Sunday morning. He has to read the scriptures in the taxi. Then he comes and says, the Lord loves you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So it also helps because when you appreciate your pastor, I'll talk about the different ways because it's not just resource, but because of the church service and how it's structured and how that would be, I'll probably center around that, but I'll also give you the other ways in which you appreciate it. So it's very important. It shows respect for God's ordained system of provision. Number, number three, pastors are with us in good and bad times. Hence, we should be there for them both in our good times and also our bad times. Even if we're not you can be there for your pastor. You can be there for him in his good times and his bad times. I can tell you as a pastor, people will call you at 3 a.m. and give you strange dreams. Pastor, a chicken was chasing me and I was chasing me. Then I turned around and said, Then I chased it also. Zero three. So, Pastor, what does it mean? <laughs> and you are expected to know. Pastors are there for us at strange times. Pastors are there for us when we have difficult situations, when things are troubling us. These pastors are there for us. When we have a funeral and we need someone to comfort us, pastors are there for us. When we have lost a brother, a sister, we will call a pastor and you expect him to have answers and you will say, pastor, why did I lose this person? Pastor, I died. Pastor, we prayed. I even did the five hour prayer what you told me to do. How come I lost my brother? Pastor, I've been serving. I've been worshiping. How is it that I am still single? Pastor! <laughs> and the pastor is expected to have answers in those trying times. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. 
Have you seen Brother Risky? That's my response. <laughs> a loyal servant, a born servant, a brethren in the kingdom who has been serving the Lord, also praying for this particular cause. I'm joking, risky. <laughs> Lest you receive a lot of uh, <laughs> unnecessary attention. Okay, so it's important because pastors are there for us in bad and good times. It's important that we are equally there for them even in our good times. There are very few people today who can call a pastor and say, Pastor Chechi contractuale pepe la Ah, Pastor Nach Peter, e Luisa. Now you're quiet. Yeah, very, the, the, the pastor is the last person you will think about. But when you have problems, he is the first person you will think about. When have you ever called your pastor and said, Pastor, someone has just blessed me in a church, Pastor? Like, let me do something. Pastor, I have many of the times you just figure it out from Facebook. <laughs> you know, and you know if it's ladies, you know, I don't know what you call, is it a boomerang? <laughs> you know, this is a member who two days ago had put you on an intense fast. Fast a fast for me. Did you have Peter Nomba? You just <laughs> so no one is ever there for the pastor when they are having good times but they expect <laughs> I wish someone was preaching this I'd be laughing a lot Amen Okay, number four <laughs> The boomerang began And the ladies are interesting I'm a destroyer Amen Number four, why? We appreciate our pastors. Okay, when we appreciate our pastors, we obey the word of God. First Corinthians 9:11, and we'll read it later on in the in the how in Galatians chapter number six, verse six, indeed scriptures that Diana's already read. Okay, when we appreciate our pastors, we are obeying the word of God. That's number what? Okay, number five. When you appreciate your pastor, it will keep your heart pure concerning your pastor. Now, this is where you appreciate your pastor from a cultural point of view. And that's why Diana said, he said, appreciation of the pastor should never be tied to an event. It should be culture. When it's not cultural, you will get to a place where your pastor would have to now, you know, where Wilson has been reminded, you know, the, we have pastor, we have pastor, we have and when that has been done like that, where you're constantly being reminded, it leaves room for the enemy. And when it leaves room for the enemy, the enemy will start to say, hmm, Pastor Obey, is he just concerned about this? But when in actual sense, he was trying to correct you and point you to the word of God and how you should do things and how you should honor your pastor. So now if he has to push you and talk to you about it, it may leave room for the enemy. So, when you do it from a cultural point of view, it will keep your heart pure concerning the pastor. Not everyone who has shared the story with you saying your pa- their pastor likes my, my pastor. Hey, my, my pastor Not everyone who has shared that is as a result of the pastor being like that. Sometimes that person 
was not responding. So the pastor kept on teaching on that subject because it was an area of weakness and it left room for the enemy. So if you do it from a cultural point of view, it will have no room for the enemy whatsoever. So it will keep your heart pure concerning your pastor. Number six. Number six. It is an expression of your love for the man of God. Number seven, it is a sure way of honoring your man of God. Number eight, it encourages your man of God. It's a sure way of honoring your man of God. It encourages your man of God. It encourages the pastor. There is something about someone appreciating you. It encourages you. It gives you pastoral confidence when you are appreciated. Amen. Even as a lady, primary school. In primary school, you find in the a lady was just you know, no one ever appreciated her. She gets to university, Hey, you're looking cute, eh? Looking good. Because of that appreciation, those two are complimenting. So even the way she, she's walking, catching her from Kenda Shayum. Because of the appreciation that is coming, it has given her confidence. In a like manner, when we constantly appreciate our pastor from a genuine heart, it gives him pastoral confidence. But when you don't appreciate him, and for you every time, it's almost as though you are making him feel like he's competing with other pastors. You can never even say something nice about him without using another reference. We're preaching up, we know, but in the Mosambo Chakot Mike told. You're preaching up, but in the Mosambo TDJs. You will cripple his confidence. When you have crippled his confidence, he will not preach effectively. When he's not preaching effectively, you will be affected because you're not being fed rightly. A confident pastor becomes an anointed pastor. A confident pastor will come to you and declare, will come and say, today we are going to have a supernatural service. Today I have not come. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a, okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, so it encourages the pastor. Okay, number what? Number 10, it attracts a blessing. It is sowing a blessing because there is a blessing in appreciating a man or a woman of God. So there is a blessing in that. So it attracts a blessing. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It attracts a blessing. Very important that you do. Every time I take time to see Bishop, one of the things I've just made a master's. I don't know, even if, you know, because the thing is, I used, to, I used to be bothered by the idea that, you see, he's got a lot of sons. I don't even know maybe if he, that's why every time I would text him, I would, when he gave, after he gave me his number, every time I would text him, I would have to add your son, Chamuntu Chilombo, Kingdom Camp Church International, pastor. So that he just registers. <laughs> And you know, every time I would want to go before him, I'd be looking at 
maybe something I've prepared or something I just wanted to bless him with. And I'm thinking to myself, oh wow, you know, he's got pastor A, B, C, D, he's got pastor. So these are pastors of mega churches. Because even here it could feel like, hmm, can I invite him in a small home? Maybe let's wait until it's big. But then he started to rebuke me and he said, I'm not after that. It's your heart I am after. And if your heart is pure, it will not mind the amount for you. That's your level. And if anything, your pastor knows you more than anyone else. Because he probably sees your time. So if he sees that, he knows how much you earn. Unless you would want my Amen. Amen. So as small as it would be, I would say, you know, those over is where you have to go with an explanation. You know, it's not much, but I just thought I should say, it's not that, son. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, blessing your man of God attracts a blessing. Okay, so that's the why. Now, we are going to go into the how. And let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verses number 12. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verses number 12. I was about to ask you to be plain, but then I figured you are also writing. You're writing. You want to write. I'll share the notes with you. Okay. Uh, just under me, please. Not like we're about to explode. Just under me. Not like we're about to take off. Just under me. Maybe similar um, pattern, but under me. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verses number 12. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, and it reads, Now, we ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you. We ask you, brothers, to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you. Saying to give recognition. So one of the ways in which you can appreciate your pastor it's through acknowledging them. It's very, very important that you learn to acknowledge your pastor, to appreciate them. That's publicly and privately. Some people are good at acknowledging you publicly, but are terrible privately. Some of the things they say about their pastors privately. And I was joking with uh, Doc, Doc, Doc Memory and Celina myself. You see, they, they, you could be in a meeting and you know the pastor is preaching and someone says, Amen. But on the text message, I like texting a boyfriend who under Chala So there is public honor, but there is private dishonor. And again, there is people who carry private honor but do not express public honor. It's very important that you acknowledge. It's one of the ways in which you appreciate your man of God. You appreciate your servant, uh, the, the, the man that God has actually given to you, sorry. It's very important. Public honor in God's kingdom helps us remember we are not self-made. Okay? Public honor in God's kingdom helps us remember we are self-made. So even where you learned something from your pastor, you just said, you know, there's one man of God I learned from. You have not forgotten him, but you are saying this, you know, there's one man of God. You know him. 
But you can't say, you know, my pastor, Pastor Cham, taught me A, B, C, D. Acknowledge it. Even the, the, the creative idea of the church, I see Pastor Barney, I mentioned his name. There's a lot of spiritual plagiarism. Plagiarism. Praise God. Kalamarudia. That's plagiarism in tongues. There's a lot of spiritual plagiarism. Amen. So public honor in God's kingdom helps us remember we are not self-made. You, you can't be self-made. Say, no, the Holy Spirit told me. So, because no, and, and, and when you prove that you discover that they are, what they are meaning is that the Holy Spirit taught them through a vessel. But they can't mention that vessel. So it's the same, it's the same revelation. We appreciate our leaders by acknowledging them. Acknowledging them. We cannot be private beneficiaries of a grace, yet avoid to publicly honor that grace. You can't be a private beneficiary of a grace, yet fail to honor that. Look at every great man of God. They honor the people God has given them. They honor the people they learned from. Listen, let me tell you something. It does not depreciate you when you honor another person. It doesn't take away from you when you say, I learned this from this man of God. The key is that we want to see the result at the end of the day. If I learned my ministry style from this man of God, it doesn't take away from it. It doesn't take away. Pastor Benny Yin will come to the front and say, I learned this from Catholic. Catherine Kuman told me this. Bishop Oyedepo would constantly talk about Kenneth Copeland. I learned this from Kenneth Copeland. I learned this from Smith Wigglesworth. Men who are noted would take note of others. You can't, you can't rise above your level of acknowledging of the people that God has given you. So everything for you, you have just learned. You are, you, you, you don't. The download system for you is so high, you can't learn from anyone else. Every revelation for you is... That's why many people even go into heresy. Sometimes there are certain things, like pastor's appreciation. I said, I don't really know so much. I went, I read what Bishop taught. They had the pastor's appreciation. I read what this one taught. I read what this one... I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And structure something and tell and make it to my own personal preference. There are some people, even with that, they'll come and say, as, as I entered heaven, this message began to come. I was fed a scroll. And behold, the church I see appreciates its pastor. <laughs> you can't acknowledge anyone. No wonder no one acknowledges you. In the realm of the spirit, you set certain DNAs. You don't acknowledge people in the realm of the spirit they know okay this one is like this you will find that no one will be acknowledging you even you when you do something nice no one will say pastor cham taught me this or diana taught me this they'll just say there's a certain lady i learned from <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you the truth whatever you sow you will reap say lord i want to i want to be acknowledged so i will acknowledge those that I have learned from. Praise the name of the Lord. That is why I was telling one person, he said, 
is you trying because you're sending me a message concerning a debate on online on whether people should you know score other people's sermons and teach them i said whatever you do if you are going to plagiarize someone's sermon plagiarize the anointing and the disciplines behind yes if you are going to get uh, pastor benny in sermons plagiarize the disciplines also that's where that's one level of importation when you copy what another person does but as you copy at first you may just copy and you're doing it but without the same result but as you start to follow after what makes the man you will discover you can do the same thing that he does so there's no problem with that follow me as i'm following christ so just make sure as you copy that white suit you have got the authority to back up the white suit <laughs> as you copy the stand up get up you know, like Pastor Chris would do it. Tell him, get up. It's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so you can come to a meeting and because you think it's packaging, you say, it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Get up. Uh, why? <laughs> so it's important to acknowledge your pastor. It's one of the ways in which you show appreciation. Many people behave as though they are self-made. They can't acknowledge their pastor. They are embarrassed to tell people, that is my pastor. And especially pastoring as a young person, one of the challenges I have is people pointing at me and saying, that's my pastor. So you are a private beneficiary of the grace God has placed over my life to help transform you, but in public, because you are scared, people will laugh at you and say, I am an older person and this is my pastor, he's a young man, you don't point at me. I once met a lady, we, we were in a seat, we met with her friends and she looked at me and we were doing introductions and said, I'm waiting to see what she will say. And she looks at me and she says, this is my brother in the Lord. <laughs> From pastor to brother in the Lord. Why? Because she was ashamed that her relatives would look at her, her friends would look at her and say, your pastor is a young man. Bridget, Bridget. There are certain people even out there, you know, their pastor can't speak properly English, he can't articulate things well. But because we don't just communicate language when we, we, when we minister, okay? We don't communicate language, we communicate spirit and life. That is why many people miss it. They think it's the big word you use. No, it's spirit and life. So someone cannot have proper grammatical constructions, but as long as they are communicating spirit and life, your transformation will happen. Yeah. Now, you see, because that pastor can't speak proper English, you are being transformed by his teachings, but you can't point and say, he's my pastor. Because he says, glory. Glory, <laughs> little Anointing lelo zatika, lelo zatika, lelo ni night of solutions. <laughs> Acknowledging is one of the ways you appreciate your pastor. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two way in which you appreciate your pastor. So now wait before we even go to number two. So you realize then that it's more than just you know bringing an envelope and saying, Pastor, we want to honor you. There are even people who bring an envelope, write their number and say, this is my envelope, I brought it for you. My number is that you call me to appreciate when you see what's inside. It happens. There are people who feel that when they have, <sighs> praise the name of the Lord, the things that pastors go through. 
It's more than that. It's part of that quite all right. You can appreciate him like that. But without these things, no. Number two, way in which you appreciate your pastor. You listen, you listen to his teachings gladly. The multitudes who honored Jesus would constantly listen to his teachings. Mark chapter number 13 and verse 37. Mark chapter number 13 and verses number 37. 13 and 37. 13 and 37. And verse 37 says, Okay, no. No, 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 no. Did I miss the scripture? I think I did. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. I think I missed it. Anyway, I'll integrate it to the notes when I send it. I think I didn't write it properly. But it's talking about how that when Jesus went to a place, he was teaching the multitudes and they received his teachings gladly. Amen. They received his teachings gladly. You can't honor a man whose teachings you don't listen to. You can't honor a man whose teachings you don't listen to. You can't honor him. There's an old Welsh saying that goes, you honor a chef by eating of the chef. You honor a baker by eating of the bread. You honor a pastor, this is me adding, by listening to his teachings. You can't honor a man whose books you have never bought to, bothered to read or to buy. Podcasts you have never bothered to listen to. Teachings you have never given yourself to. You call him your pastor. But you are never in the meetings where he's teaching one pastor friend of mine told me a lady came to him and when she had problems she had never been in church for about one year plus and she called him and said pastor i have this i have a challenge and he said no me i'm not your pastor my members are with me in church <laughs> so where you go if what you have been watching is netflix go and call netflix to help you <laughs> Because my sheep will hear my voice. That's one of the ways you honor, you appreciate and respect your pastor. By listening to his teachings. I have seen so many things. There are people who just tell you, as long as me, I don't want to be coming to church. What I just want is to be funding. I don't have time to listen to you. I'll just send money. Who said it's just about money? You have to listen. Ladies, you know this. When you cook food and no one eats it, how does that feel? For <laughs> Christmas, now we come potato, shiny, shiny. So that we ate somewhere. So you have to listen to the teachings of your leader. Spend time listening to the teachings of your leader. Spend time accustoming yourself to those teachings. It will help you grow. It will show appreciation. So as you are preparing your seed, as you are preparing your offering, be in a place where you even bother to listen. 
Amen. Listen to the teachings. It's very, very important. Number three. You honor or you appreciate your pastor by obedience to instructions. By obedience to instructions. Obedience to instructions. Hebrews chapter number 13 and verses number 17. Hebrews chapter number 13 and verses number 17. It reads, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Okay? Have confidence in your leaders and submit to the authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Okay? Other versions will talk about obedience and submitting your will. Because they give an account. So many people will say, no, daddy, but you don't, you know, say, daddy, daddy, but they don't obey you. No, it doesn't work like that. It's not a title. It's a position, a place you have put yourself in. You can't just say, you know, daddy, 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 but when I tell you to do something, you do the exact opposite. No, you have to obey instruction. That's one of the ways in which you appreciate so it's go, it goes fast beyond the things we look at as appreciation. Even obedience is a way to show, I appreciate your counsel and leadership. Do you obey your spiritual leader? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Number four, you bless them materially with gifts. You bless them materially with gifts. And let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Just 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Diana was there not so long ago. 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. An interesting portion of scripture. And verses number 9. Now this is where the chaos is. The, the chaos is here. So, 1 Corinthians chapter number 9. Let's start from verses number 9. Okay, it says, For it is written in the law of Moses. Re reduce that thing. Or stop it. For it is written in the law of Moses. I feel like... For it is written in the law of Moses. Do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. Do not muzzle an ox while it's, while it's treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says, for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. Should be able to share forth in the harvest. Now, it's talking about preachers and Paul is saying, do not muzzle an ox while it's trading out the grain. Now, let me explain what that scripture means. You know what muzzling an ox is? If you know what that is, lift your hand. So, okay, so there's few that know that. Muzzling an ox is where there's this thing you put. It's got a muzzle, not so. Yeah, so you put it on the mouth of an ox. So, it's working and uh, it's getting you a lot of either food or whatever it is. 
Okay, because you've tied it maybe to, to an ox or whatever it is or whatever it is. So it's moving, but then you've put something on its mouth. It has to work tirelessly, but it cannot benefit from the food that it's generating. That's the analogy used, that every time when people don't appreciate their spiritual leaders materially, what they have done is that they have muzzled him. Imagine Ingombe from 6, Irebomba, up until 18. It's generating a lot of food that it could have, but it's been muzzled. And that's the same analogy used there. And the analogy is to say that when the pastor is teaching, he's preaching, he's helping you, he's encouraging you. As you are prospering also, you should share in the harvest with your spiritual leaders. Now let's go forward and there's something I want to demystify here. Verse, verse, verses number 10. Surely he says, okay, no, I've read verse 10, verses 11. Okay, so he says, for if we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If we have sowed spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest? And the very next scripture says this. Verse 12. If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? If politicians, when you want to support them with your business, you pump in money, shouldn't pastors have that privilege all the more? If a politician who gives you something that is temporal is one you could bless, how much more someone who's communicating spirit and life to you? It says if someone is sowing spiritual seed. You know the problem is that, uh, especially in the African context, when something, when the idea of appreciating materially comes in, you are immediately stripped away of your anointing. You've lost it. So people have muzzled their pastors. Shouldn't we even reap all the more? Okay? Then he says something. Addressing their immaturity, he says, but we did not use this right. On the contrary, we have put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel of Christ. The reason why Paul, and actually Paul is calling it a right, we have not used this. It means it's his right. If a pastor is, if, if the members are progressing, but the pastor is not progressing, it's the problem of the members. So no, um, it's fine. I find it interesting. So where you see a church where they have a pastor and everyone has packed because everyone is doing well and the pastor goes home trading. I may not, it may not mean buying a car, but someone must take responsibility and say, Pastor, I should be taking you home. So if the members are progressing but the pastor isn't, there's a problem with the members. So he says, but we did not use this right. On the contrary, we put up with anything rather than hinder the gospel. He's addressing their immaturity. And he says that because you are so immature, I have decided not to touch the subject of money so that I don't hinder the gospel. That is why when you come into contact with someone who is immature, don't talk about the issue of honor. 
of you, of you if you are the pastor, of honoring because you will hinder the gospel. So now, it's not saying I did not use this right because I wanted to do other things. No, he just didn't want to hinder the gospel because at the center of everything else, the core thing they were doing was preaching the gospel. Because you read that in Philippians and in other portions, but even in Corinthians when he talks about the church in Macedonia, he allowed them to bless him. In Philippians, they blessed him. And he received it. But in Corinthians, because of their immaturity, he did not address that subject. He said, I have decided I will not use this right because you are immature. I told someone, if your leader can, cannot talk to you or is scared of talking to you about the issue of money, he has looked at you as immature. Because he's thinking, if I tell this one, we have lost. If I tell this one, I'll see a long post on Facebook, the pastors of nowadays. <laughs> okay, 13. But don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple, and those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights. I am not writing in this line in the hope that you would do such things for me. For I would rather die than allow anyone deprive me of this post. Say, I would rather die than stoop that law. This was an immature church. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach the gospel voluntarily, I have, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, why do they have to use all these words? I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. Okay? Then let me just finish it for context sake. Then what then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer in free of charge and also not to make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. I do not want to make use of these rights because of the immaturity of the Corinthian church. Ask your neighbor, are you mature to handle this message on appreciating the past? <laughs> Amen. Or this is your next post on Facebook. Ah. Pastor. Galatians chapter number 6 and verses number 6 as I wrap up. Um, it's a very easy Sunday. Galatians chapter number 6 and verses number um, number 6. Okay, Galatians 6, 6, a common portion of scripture. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. How many good things? All. How many good things? <laughs> Amen. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things. It's important that as you're receiving instruction in the word, you share all good things with your spiritual leader. Praise the name of the Lord. Then number five way in which you appreciate your pastor um, is through love. By loving them. You have to love your pastor. And all these things we have mentioned, you can't do unless you appreciate your pastor. Unless you love your pastor, rather. All the things acknowledging your pastor, you can't do it if you don't love your pastor. You can't. 
Romans 5, 5, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So when you reach a place where it's difficult for you to love your partner, you just don't know why. You can pray that the Lord would enable you supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Say, help me love my pastor. Help me love the person that you have given to me. Amen. Amen. Help me love this man, this guy called Chamchilo. I, I don't know. Okay, he doesn't look too nice. He, his face is not so good. He may not be the best preacher around, but help me supernaturally at least. Because without love, you can't do all the things I have mentioned. Above all, love is the most important. If you are visiting here, apply all these things I have taught in your local church. Acknowledge your pastor publicly. Praise the name of the Lord. Acknowledge your pastor publicly. You listen to their teachings. Record them if you can. You obey. You bless them materially, both spontaneously and also planned. Amen. It's not just spontaneous worship. There should also be spontaneous giving. Okay? Then you love them. These are some of the ways in which you appreciate the pastor. It may not always be material giving them. It can be appreciating them verbally. But make sure you seek to grow in all these areas as far as appreciating the pastor goes. I want you to pray where you are. Just close your eyes and just pray as I will call the executive to lead us on what's next. Just pray and say, Lord, forgive me where I have not um, appreciated my spiritual leaders, where I have not acknowledged them. There are many people God has placed in my life that helped me in the word, encouraged me and strengthened me but I have never acknowledged them. There are many people who've been there for me in my bad times, and when you lifted me, and when you grew me, when you strengthened me, when you prospered me, I did not honor these people. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. There are some of you, the reason why, even though you are doing a lot of things, you are putting in so much effort in what you are doing. You are not being acknowledged because there was a man, there was a woman that labored to teach you, but you never acknowledged them. This will supersede just your pastor here. Some of you, it's people that helped lead you to the Lord. You've never gone back, even as you've grown in the things of the Lord, to say, thank you for your labor. There's some of you in your infancy, there were people that were laboring, teaching you, helping you. You never went back to say thank you. There are some of you, it's your pastor here in Kingdom Come Church. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. Help me grow in these areas. Help me grow in these areas. That I may carry the heart of honor. That I may carry the heart of honor. I uproot every bad seed of dishonor that I have sowed. I uproot every bad seed of dishonor in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. I pray for these, your children, Heavenly Father. I ask that you may grow them and strengthen them. I pray that they will grow in honor. 
of the people that you've placed in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We can do better than that. How many of us have been blessed by that teaching? How many of us promise to do better in appreciating our pastors and our leaders? Let's just not be hearers of the word only. Let's implement what we're learning. Amen. Okay. Um, appreciation Sunday. At this particular juncture, I'm going to invite three people. <laughs> no one is coming from the press team. Ku press team uh, I'm going to invite three people who are going to appreciate our pastor verbally in public. Amen? So uh, I'm going to call upon 